take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games. That's what I want to talk about. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And now... Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the HyperX Podcast Network. Friday nights. Friday after school, after parents pick me up from the babysitter. It was a ritual. You go to the movie store and you each get, you know, I, I got a movie, my sister got a movie, and then... Either two movies or a movie and a game. And that was your weekend. That's what Fridays and Saturdays were like back in the day. Hell yeah, it was awesome. And that feeling of walking into a video store and looking for something and just hoping that what you wanted was behind the box yeah, on the right? shelf. When you were like, oh, they're out. Damn it. Yeah. But see, but see here's what... And here's what... I have a very dark place to go today on this very light topic, but I'll save it for a minute. Yeah, okay, let's just, I'm just, caution be damned, I'm just going to get it out of the way now, and I don't ever want you to bring it up again. Where's this going? to do with you. (laughs) I feel like people don't respect art today like we did growing up. And this isn't a, you know, the youths today are going to hell or they don't know what they're doing. None of that. None of that. None of that. Because streaming is so awesome. And and because music is at our, for those without video, Chad's holding up a phone, without instant access <laughs> to everything on this device, we not, we're, not, we're not getting this. Like, people don't respect it as much. I mean, like, my first, mo- all my movies that I've produced... Everybody goes, where can I watch it? Netflix? Like, it's expected that it's streaming. I'm like, it's everywhere where you can buy movies. They're like, well, where do you, where do you buy movies? I'm like, Every, everywhere. What are you talking about? It's literally everywhere. So what's happening is we're not spending the time going into Blockbuster, spending 30 minutes carefully looking and looking at all of the artwork and then mm-hmm. carefully deciding what you're going to rent or purchase and then bringing it home that cd you know that that tape that cassette no you just have everything and it's at your fingertips yeah. so there's no respect we're not taking our hard earned money or not taking our allowance money or our mowing mm-hmm. money and 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 saying ah oh, man all right i'm going to i'm going to I'm going to buy that album or I'm going to, you know, we're going to bike our way to pickles to buy nine inch nails new album, you know, and whether you liked every track or not, you listen to every one of them. Now the album experience is dead, especially with music because everything can just be found instantly for free. Mm-hmm. And movies are like that too, because you never run out of it. You never have that experience of going to the no. store and looking behind the box and dang it, Ghostbusters 2 is rented again. I, I don't get to see it this week. And you just have to, you have to, you had to hope that what you really wanted to see was there, that you got there early enough on a Friday that you could get the thing you really wanted. And some yeah. stuff was always out. And you go every out. week looking, 
man, is this going to be the week when I can finally rent that movie? I know. And it, and it really made you appreciate it when you saw it. And then when you got it, because it was a commitment and you had the physical and you're not getting another one until next week, you are committed to that piece of art, be it good or bad. You have to watch it. That's your thing. For the you weekend. have to watch it in some cases more than once. Yes. Yes. You know? uh, uh, same thing with a game. I mean, it's it's the same experience of you are invested in this for a weekend and you can't just say, oh, I paid two ninety nine for this. I don't like it. I'm going to watch something else because literally everything is available for two ninety nine, yeah, uh, and it never runs out. I know it's, and I guess that's, and I think that's what you it's know, a blessing it's, and a curse. I love it is a blessing and a curse. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that you know, um, uh, uh, tomorrow since this is a Thursday, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my couch. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the button, and and algorithms are gonna tell Chad what he wants to watch, and then I'm gonna ignore all of it and go to a list that I curated myself. That for some reason they've never figured out how to then recommend good movies. When you didn't have the movie at Blockbuster, when you got there and you're like, yes, 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 no, it was like a game. You're like, I damn it, I wanted that, I wanted to see that. You then didn't have like a, a computer flashing five star review recommendations of trash. You had to turn to that to that high school kid who's like only a scotch older than you were, yep. and go, hey man, or whatever, anything else that's good. Got any recommendations? Mm-hmm. And they became the gatekeepers to new to new stuff. It was either kids at school that were your friends. Or it was them, and they would literally be like, "Yeah, don't waste your time on that tra- on that trash." Like, what you, you know? Do you like this and this? And they would point out things that you like. Yeah, and you took a chance. Blockbuster was smarter than the little chains that were like, "It's frustrating when there's only one or two copies of everything. They're always rented out. People are won't come back." So Blockbuster would buy so many tapes to rent. Yeah, and then sell them, and then eventually. A few months later, you'd see see them for sale, you know, on the for sale rack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was part of their model. They'd buy they'd buy so many to rent out, and then they'd try to sell them. But I think that ultimately was a big reason why they started losing money, because then people stopped buying them. And and did you know that Blockbuster was really slow to move into DVDs? They were holding on to the VHS thing way too long. Really. And, yeah, I and, guess I didn't really. I guess I didn't really shop at at Blockbuster then. I mean, I, by that point, I think I was I was mainly at Hollywood Video. But um, it doesn't surprise me. Everything that took down Blockbuster doesn't surprise me, because they they became so big, so mm-hmm. quick, mm-hmm. and then they started buying up uh, all of the mom and pop shops, then putting their own branding on it. I know somebody personally, one of my earliest, actually my first legit third party client, uh, uh, had rental stores in the Omaha area and, uh, got an offer to sell to Blockbuster and thinking that life would be around forever said, take a hike, you big corporate conglomerate crap. And then, of course, everything changed and video stores went away and never saw a dime. But, which taught me a big lesson. He said, he leaned in one day when I was like 19. He said, Chad, always know when to get out. (laughs) That was his advice. (laughs) And I've taken it through every business venture I've had. Know when to get out. 
And so anyway, but they got so big so quick that they became micro, they became so monofocused, like nothing could ever take them down because you're making that amount of money. I mean, right. you're making that amount of money on late fees alone. Yes. And then you can sell your product at the end of its usage. Sell. I mean, you can sell the movies. So you start with a huge library and you sell off the ones at the end after you've recouped tons of money on that product. And so they became focused. So they completely relate to the DVD game. They were completely late to the streaming game. They were oh, late yeah. to everything because they were so focused and had such bad leadership. They, you nailed it. They had terrible foresight because they thought the goal, they, they thought the gravy train would never stop. They, they milked that golden goose so oh, hard yeah. that they, they ultimately killed it. And they, and, and they didn't get on the streaming uh, side of things because it would hurt their core business. We're making all this money on rentals and late fees. If we start streaming, we can't make money on late fees. We can't make money on the physical selling the copies. Yep. And so they resisted joining the, the streaming bandwagon. And and that, that was their downfall. They, yep. they had a chance. Netflix tried so hard to get in with them. Netflix, uh, first of all, they could have bought Netflix for $50 million at one point. In, in, and they didn't. They passed on it. Then Netflix later came along and said, we will do your streaming for you. You can just brand it Blockbuster. But they're like, nah, we don't want to do that because we've got this golden goose. And within five years, there, there are no more Blockbusters. They were just, they literally missed every single benchmark, which only comes down to bad board and bad management or bad leadership. That's it. Short-sighted, no visionary, anything. No, no grand vision, no ability to see the way the world was changing because their brick and mortar was doing so well. It got so big. They, but, but how could they not see what was happening? And they did things like they tried to make a theme park in Orlando, Florida, the blockbuster theme park. Who wants to go to that? Who, who, who ever thought that was a good idea? And, I'm not and raising part, my hand. 2009, Netflix made $116 million and Blockbuster lost $518 million in 2009. So, and then they were delisted from the New York Stock, Stock Exchange. They, they did that poorly. They actually got booted? And they I had so many opportunities to buy Netflix or join up with Netflix, but nope, that's going to hurt brick and mortar, so we don't want anything to do with it. And now there is no more Blockbuster, essentially. Well, there's one. One in Portland, Oregon, I believe. Yes, and anybody who hasn't watched that show on Netflix, ironically, should uh, should check that out. It's the last remaining Blockbuster, and 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 literally it's been in the family for forever, and people support it. Like it is a, it is supported. It is the last remaining blockbuster. The, 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 the they were getting, they were so big at one point. They were opening a store a day, a new blockbuster per day on average at one point. And I misspoke earlier. There were nine thousand stores worldwide, forty five hundred in the U.S. So just under a hundred per state on average. That is insane how big that got and how fast it went and it went it coincided uh, blockbuster started in 1985 and it co coincided with vcrs 
mm-hmm. in at that time a very small percentage of people in the United States or in the world had VCRs but as they became more popular it became you know 80% of american homes suddenly had uh, VCRs by the early 90s and it was growing hand in hand with blockbuster and 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 so the the synergy of those two things uh, led to this boom of uh, the likes of which we'll never see again in 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 entertainment yeah but it was it didn't last very long it lasted about 20 years before it all collapsed under its own weight it was originally uh, founded by Wayne Huizenga, who is the waste management billionaire, like tycoon type. Yeah, he built it. He built it up uh, to to a point where he sold it in 1994 for eight billion dollars. So in nine years, he built up an eight billion dollar business, sold it. Two years later, it lost half of its value. Wow, that's insane. It you just gotta insane. wonder. You just gotta wonder what what goes through people's head. Well, it's just it's lack of it's it's lack of foresight. When you get to a certain point where you're doing so well and you're growing that fast, you think you're king of the world. Mm-hmm. And then and then when it's taken away, you know, like that's what happens. People are gonna beat you to the punch. Do you love Japan and video games? Well, so do we. We're Kinsey and Mark from Kyoto Indie Devs Chuhai Labs. Join us twice monthly for games, silly Japan news, and all-around nonsense. We stink at making commercials. <laughs> we f***ing got this one, bro. Be sure to stop by the Chu High Labs Discord to chat about our games or ask us questions. Chu High Labs and the Nasty Labs Podcast. We're legally the best. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. or But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's <laughs> arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's, read Dune! You have, no, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. New this April from HyperX, it's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile gaming with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks, and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone widths, and can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperXNHP.com, Amazon, Micro Center, Target, Best Buy, and other fine retailers. Because you got the experience of going into stores, walking up and down the aisles, the smell, the smell of those places, mm. the, the 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 candy at the register, the 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 ability to talk to people and say, "Is this good or not?" The ability to see what other people are in. There is something psychological, whether it's at the grocery store or the record yep. store, or the video store, of when you see somebody else go for something, you're like, "Ooh, what's that?" And there's something subconsciously, ooh, that makes it desirable because somebody else is looking at it or they're grabbing it. And 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 to there it's not the same scrolling on Netflix or Hulu and trying to find something. In fact, one of the reasons I canceled all that stuff is because I have the worst OCD when it comes to that. I will scroll endlessly. I cannot commit <laughs> and I will sit there I will sit there and try to Netflix and chill with someone and go through everything and just be like, mm, I want to see that, but not right now. Save that for later. 
Maybe some other time. Some other time. And I can never make a commitment because I'm overwhelmed with choice and the endless possibilities. If you can watch all this stuff, you can watch a whole show, a whole six-season show in, 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 in a weekend. I, I can't do it. It's overwhelming. And there's something about just seeing the screenshot is not the same as holding up a physical copy, looking at the back of the box and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, there was something, again, there was something intimate about holding that box in your hand and and reading it and reading the back of it and looking at the imagery and you know they always put little pictures of the actors on the back and you're you know it, it, you interacted with the content rather than just a scrolling device through a digital interface of hell there are a few videos i watched on youtube about this the rise and fall of blockbuster so i want to give them a shout out to a video by company man a video by movie university and the best one I was Business Insider. Uh, one of the comments I thought was fantastic by somebody named Captain Obvious. Ha! Ca- Captain Good Obvious name. said, People, thank God I don't need to go to the store again. I can stay home and order it online. Also, people, oh no, the store closed down? I loved that place. <laughs> I love Captain Obvious. Uh, that's great that is awesome and so true but everybody wants their cake and eat it too like you know what i mean like if you want something to stay in your community shop shop local stop giving your money to amazon i'm clearly on one today Mm -hmm. stop giving your money to amazon and go across the street and shop at your favorite shop not for everything but put time into your community and into your local stores. Maybe they'll stay around because when they're gone, yeah. you're going to be mad. But if you don't go there, how, how are you going to stay in business? And, and I hate to say this. I've lived in this house now for over two years and there is a family video very close to me. Mm-hmm. And I I've saw it even before we moved in and I was like, I'm going to go there. I am going to go there and I'm going to rent something. How many times in two years? Never. I have never not even once. I've not even walked in there. And 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 you know what? I'm gonna make a commitment tomorrow's Friday night. I'm gonna go there tomorrow and rent something. Instead of doing what you mysteriously won't tell us what you're doing. Cool. I'm glad now everybody knows what you'll at least be doing tomorrow. You know, once take it back to the the one time. Early nineties and 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 go to the video store and walk up and down the aisles and look at everything. I love the sections. Comedy action drama those are the big ones there uh, children <laughs> adult uh th- those those were just i love that you named three set categories and you're like well those are the big ones <laughs> those are the big ones as we wrap it up i'm beating you to the punch today mm-hmm. uh we talked about how great they were we talked about the lack of innovation ongoing the lack of foresight we talked about their demise we talked about the smell we talked about the experience (laughs) of walking down the aisles Mm -hmm. and just spending that time reading cover after cover and looking at the imagery and hoping that it's there hoping that it's there we did the whole experience and then we filled it with important stuff around it like what is chapping my hide about the industry today so i think we did pretty dang good I never liked Blockbuster's logo. I don't like the color scheme. The The yellow and blue is just, ugh. No. No, I terrible. liked Hollywood Video's aesthetic much more, the red and the black. 
and and I and I was and I was happy when they took over the blockbuster space because I'm like I was a Hollywood video guy. I yeah. I I liked it. They had a great section of wrestling tapes too. Way better. And, Way and, better. And Ben S. Uh, somebody we you know we know a, a younger brother of a classmate of ours worked there, and he'd just be like, "God, how much wrestling are you gonna rent, dude?" <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's like, because on VHS, because I could tape it. I wouldn't know because I was too busy watching Dawson's Creek. Remember? No, that's right. That's right. Fun so, little callback. <laughs> 